What's going on? It is real and unscripted. Here we are to bring the real and unscriptedness. Yes, brought to you by <laughs> Own Your Life LLC. So, the topic today is transparency. We kind of touched on that on a live Facebook that we did. And we never really go deep on our Facebook lives because it's just not the platform to do it. Um, but this is? This definitely is. So we're going to talk about transparency today. And it's going to get a lot of people thinking. And it may really dig into your soul. Because transparency is a thing personally that you got to look in the mirror and you got to do some serious soul searching and you got to ask yourself exactly how transparent are you? Um, I like to use the metaphor of not hiding behind your selfie stick. Because, it just sounds funny when you say it, but it's true. <laughs> because, and, and I've talked about living for the like button, and that's kind of what that means. And we see it on Instagram all the time. I would like to know how many of those people really own those Ferraris and right. supercars and right. really own right. those yachts and didn't just drain out their bank account to throw it on their bed to take a picture with it and then hurry up and get back to the bank and put it back in there before they bounce the fucking check. Right. Okay. So I just, I just responded to somebody the other day, as a matter of fact, because um, somebody that I highly respect posted on Facebook that this same premise is, you know, so many people give up so much because they are looking for acknowledgement or guidance from, or permission from somebody that does not write their paycheck. And I simply said that how many people leave their dreams on the table because of somebody else's opinion? Oh, man. You know? If I had to guess? Uh, yeah. That number would be huge. That's a lot. Because be I've worked with a bunch of those people mm -hmm. that were broken dreams. Yeah. And, and I don't mean any offense, but they literally were just walking broken dreams. Yeah. You know, I think especially right now, there are so many people that are trying to figure out how to do life. And they're really, truly trying to figure out how to be that transparent real person. And people have a really hard time with transparency because they feel that it's weakness. And it's totally not. Or you're being an asshole. Well, either that too. Yeah. I mean, it could go either direction. Right. Absolutely. Because, I mean, I don't have a filter. And it sometimes offends people. Yeah. But would you would you rather I be see? And this is where I struggle because, yeah. like, I'm kind, I'm empathetic, but I'm definitely not going to go down your pity party with you. I'm mm -hmm. definitely not going to encourage it, right? And I'm definitely going to say the way I see it, not to force my opinion on anybody. Mm -hmm. But there's certain truths that I see coming from the background that I come from. Right. And I'm just, I'm not going to, I'm not going to partake in it. It, it. That's, that's like, that's like the Christian that sits and claims to be a Christian, right? And you're watching them talk to you 
and you're and you're looking at their eyes and they're telling you one thing mm -hmm. but you know damn well that they wanted to throw the f-bomb there they wanted to say shit there they wanted to say get your ass off there they wanted to say that see i respect somebody who swears way more than i respect somebody who doesn't swear at all because that means you're thinking about the words that are coming out of your mouth and you're yeah. truly watching what you say so you're not being authentic you're not being transparent mm -hmm. and there's nothing wrong in my mind for me with swearing because i would trust somebody more that lays it out to me right passionately right. with swear words than somebody that's holding back because that means you're holding back the truth on me yeah and i just ain't got fucking time for you yeah yeah and well what are they doing behind closed doors you know they have right the the person well, you gotta that, wonder well, <laughs> and and understand this when you're listening to this that you're you're listening to two god-fearing people absolutely and we're just christians that are very rough in a good way well we're we're calling you on the stories that you're telling yourself um and the crutch that you're using to not be the best you you can be um and you know so so much of it well, all of it, a lot of it is taught from the people that raise us and they, you know, at no fault of their own, it's been passed down for generations on how we do things. Um, I will give an example. Um, I have, I know somebody quite well and, you know, you can have children and want to live a certain way, but you can't force everything on your kids to be like you because maybe they're on this earth for a different purpose than yours. And so when you put all of your ideas on them because you're trying to vicariously live through them, you're directing them in a, in a way that they don't want to go. And that's why a lot of kids leave and go off and lose their minds and do crazy things because you've never allowed them to spread their wings in a safe environment. So if you're that parent that can drink in front of your kiddo and tell them not to do it because it's not good for them, uh, we call those hypocrites. Um, you know, transparency, like, wouldn't you rather have your child drink in front of you and understand the responsibility that comes with it no. while they're with you instead of with their friends who don't give a shit about anybody that will get in a car, text, drive drunk and end up hurting themselves. Right? Well, and let's, let's just keep, let's just keep on that. Truth, All right. Right. Let's keep, let's keep talking about the parents of kids. <laughs> now we're talking about not, transparency. Not here. just, not just <laughs> living vicariously through your children, but it's not your job to raise your children in your image. Yes. It's not your job to create your children to what you want. Mm -hmm. It's your job to support your children, give them all of the life skills that you can possibly give them with all of the fucked up mistakes you made, yep. not to prevent them from making those mistakes, but for them to understand and hear it so that when they're in that position, you play in the back of their mind because you will. You just don't hear about it until they're like 25. But they tell you. You just got to wait that long. <laughs> but 
that's your job. Your job is to basically coach them and teach them the skills so that they can go on and be their own individual person. Mm -hmm. That is your job as a parent. It is not to create the children you want. So let's talk about the coaching piece, because if Susie Q wants to go and come to own your life for some coaching to get herself straight, Mm -hmm. don't keep that from your children. This is where transparency comes in. They need to understand that you are not a perfect person, that the reason why you're hard on your kids is because you don't want them to make the same mistakes, even though they're going to. They're supposed to. We are like the bumpers for their life, you know, from what? One to seven is the formative years. I don't even think it's that long. That what's done is done and whoever they're going to become is complete. It's only up to us to share our experiences, not, you know, let's take a breath before we want to hurt somebody because they've never lived before. Understand that. They've never lived before. They haven't seen tomorrow. We've had years of knowledge to look back on, good or bad. And that's why we get frustrated. That's why we're not sure if we should share our bad stories because, oh my God, God forbid they would go do it. They're supposed to go do it. So why not relate to them and let them know, you know what, man, I did the same thing. And if you want to go do it, just understand that there are consequences and that's for you to deal with. And I have bumpers on, like I'm not dragging you along, you know, but I'm here for guidance. I'm always here. I love you unconditionally. Tell your children you love them. So they come to you. So like Fritz said, when they're going through something and they're afraid because they've never lived before. You know, they don't want to come home to somebody who's angry. They want to come home to somebody who understands where they're coming from. And will listen. And it encourages communication. Yeah. Like you, there's no reason to get upset with your kids when they make dumb choices. You should be happy for them that they've made mistakes or failed at something during the day because at least they're trying. Now you have a, you have a learning experience. You have a coaching point in their life to talk about the choice, what was done, the circumstances, what happened, the consequences, and how to move forward. You can't do that if you're angry. Why did you do that? What the hell is wrong with you? Why are you so stupid? Well, that'll do a lot. Because then 20 years down the road, when they hire Fritz and Kim to coach them, guess what we're doing? We're going straight after their limiting beliefs that you created that changed their trajectory of their whole entire life because you're creating their limiting beliefs that they're going to go on for the rest of their life and not live who they truly, truly are deep down. So then they get depressed. They have mental health issues. They're on Prozac. They don't function well. All of that because you put limiting beliefs on there. So yeah, now I'm getting fucking fired up. Because that's the shit that happens and creates the world we live in because we have parents that don't think far enough ahead. And, and, oh, and then if that's what you're doing to your kids, you're probably doing it to your spouse too. So back the fuck up. Yeah. And it's a lot of it is shame driven, right? So think about, okay, if you're that person, if you're identifying and now you're pissed off at Fritz because he just called you 
out on what you're doing, take a deep breath because you've just walked into some clarity and that's what we're here for. But you've also been living in some shame that is coming out as anger, um, is coming out as not having any patience. Um, and a lot of us don't even realize that that's what's happening as we grow up. Um, and it's not just from our parents. I mean, it can be aunts, uncles, grandparents. It can be teachers. You've Absolutely. ever had a teacher or a coach that said you're never going to amount to anything? Absolutely. That's called shaming. And we hold on to that as a promise in our lives. And it can totally change what direction we go because we start to second guess why we're going to do something because, well, somebody told me once upon a time and we don't even relate those two until somebody like me or Fritz brings it to your attention that the moment that happened in your life, you changed the physiology in your body. You felt that it wasn't just somebody that some something that somebody said to you, you felt it, your brain took it as, Oh shit, we don't like that. So we got to protect ourselves. And now it's stuck way back in the abyss of your brain and will remind you gently that when you start to go into a situation that is stressful, like your child coming home who's had a bad day, you don't even realize because it's a subconscious thought that that's what provokes you to say what you say mm -hmm. is because you have lived in that shame forever. Mm -hmm. Give yourself some grace. Yeah, Be I probably, transparent with I that. probably shouldn't have just singled out parents i should have just everybody i should have went general and said all adults all all adults everybody because nobody is free from this. i've i've come across many and you brought up coaches yeah there's nothing more that pisses me off than coaches that don't understand the real responsibility why they is have that? why is that for you because I experienced it. Because you played football. Well, yes. And then I coached for yes. 14 years right. and I wasn't that coach. I was that coach that gave a shit about your kids. Mm -hmm. I was that coach that was trying to teach and show that football can be life. Mm -hmm. And the skills and everything you learn in football can be transferred into life. Right. That's what I did. And I watched really shitty coaches out there. And my assistant coaches sometimes had to grab me by the back of the jersey. So I didn't go after those coaches. Because mm -hmm. there's nothing worse than watching somebody de just demean a child. Listen, these kids have it rough enough with the bullying right. and the crap that's going on and coming home to the broken households, all of that stuff. So what gives you, as a coach, the right to go fuck their life up even more by being a shitty coach. If that's you and I'm talking to you right now and you're getting really pissed off at me, quit. Don't be a coach anymore because you're the guy I'm talking to or go learn how to coach right. I'm here. Call me. I'll teach you. But damn, get off the field. Yeah. And let's, let's, because so now we've got coaches listening. I mean, really all of us kind of are in a sense. And I'm sorry I'm fired up today, but man, you're, you're just, you're bringing up some. I know. You're getting me I going. I know. So let's talk to the millennials. Let's talk to the athletes right now that are listening that are like, oh my God, I have a coach like that. That, you know, maybe, maybe even their dad is a coach for their football team. Yep. You know, and oh, right. That's, that's even worse. <laughs> so, you know, again, I think he already touched on that. 
Like if that's, if you're recognizing that, oh my God, that's, that's me. And I'm really pissed off right now. Make the phone call, go on our website, ownyourlifellc.com. You can see our picture and there's a way to get a hold of us right there. If you are having some clarity right now and you want to connect. Um, but let's talk to the students right now. Let's talk to that generation of kids that has been affected by the parent, the, you know, the helicopter parent that never either let them make a mistake or didn't give a shit whether they made one or not. And then you have coaches now that like, for me, I didn't have parents all the time. Like I was a latchkey kid. I should be dead as many times as I was out too late in a car with people I didn't know, like walking in the dark in the middle of Arizona, you know, whatever, no fear. I had none. And I really should not be here right now with, I mean, we can't get into it, but talk to those students who rely on their coaches. They're like a parent that they didn't have. Absolutely. And so if that coach is coming at them with this, you're not good enough attitude, because why? Because you got to have a winning number for your high school? Piss off. Because I'll tell you what, I was one of those students. I was um, in middle school, eighth grade. My only outlet when I was a kid was basketball. I lived in the middle of the desert in Arizona. We didn't, I didn't play football clearly. I did with, you know, whatever flag football, but for an actual sport that I could go play, it was basketball. And we had to make our own uniforms. That is no joke. That's not like I walked to school in the snow uphill both ways. We literally had to make our own shorts for our basketball team because we were such a poor school. And I loved it. I ate it up because I'm a competitive person. I was always outside, so I was super active. Um, And then I enjoyed the most is Coach K, which is exactly why I picked, and it just happens to be the beginning letter of my first name, Coach K, because he had such an impact on me. He was huge. He was like 350 pounds big. But that man was the kindest, hardest, like, drill instructor, suicide drills. I can still do them in my sleep. Um, but he was like, I believe in you. Even when we were losing, I believe in your abilities. We can do this. We'll do this together. And I'll never forget him. And we ended up winning the nationals that year. And then on the same token, I went to Michigan, went to high school, my freshman year. I was so excited to play basketball with a class A school. I couldn't hardly wait. And I met my coach. And I had come in literally three days before school started. And so I went to practice. Now I went from a forward to a guard, which was really hard because I was not a great ball handler, but I was a great forward. Well, I didn't grow after eighth grade. And apparently every other girl in the high school grew like a foot over me. So I became a guard and I wasn't the best, but I showed up to every practice. I was like a bulldog in there, man. Give me an opportunity and I'll get that ball away from, from the opponent. And I did that and I learned how to foul the other team, (laughs) but he didn't like it. He didn't like me because I didn't have the right last name. I went from living in an area where, you know, I, I was, everybody was the same to an area where if I didn't have a Dutch last name, I didn't belong. I didn't have blonde hair like everybody else. You know, I was the minority and he benched me every single game. And I couldn't talk to him about anything because I wasn't good enough. And I handed him my uniform and I quit. 
I quit the team and I went and did other things and I excelled at softball and excelled at cheerleading, which I was never on the radar actually was making fun of them. I ended up making varsity <laughs> jokes on me. <laughs> so, you know, coaches are really important to kids. They are. And you know what, for those parents out there that are sometimes pull their coaches aside, their kids coaches, because the coach is coaching too hard. If they're doing it from a place of love, compassion, and empathy, you let them love. coach your kids. Let them coach your kids. Cause when they get out into the world, being a former boss and leader and mentor in an industry, um, I was hard on your kid, but I did it in a loving, compassionate, empathetic way. But hey, when you're out in the job world, you're getting coached by people. Those mm -hmm. kids need to experience that. Yes, there's some bad coaches out there. I've already touched on that. Yep. But you got to allow coaches to coach your kid. And by all means, don't be uncoaching them when they get home. Yeah. And Encourage and edify mm -hmm. because edification is huge in this world. Yeah. And if you've got a good coach or maybe he's rubbing you wrong, maybe it's time for you to look in the mirror and be a little bit transparent with yourself and find out why is that coach bothering you? Is it because he's doing things you wish you could? He's doing things you're maybe embarrassed you didn't? Mm -hmm. I mean, let's just be truthful and let's just be honest with ourselves. That's why we're talking about transparency. Yeah. How transparent can you be with yourself? Because transparency will lead to authenticity which will lead to a really loving human being. And you, I think you can relate this, well, you can relate it to a lot of things, but if we want to flip it, because we like to focus on professionals, veterans, and athletes, right? Yep. So we're primarily talking about athletes right now in, in transparency and coaching and, and being coached. But if we, we could translate that very easily to the professional world. Oh, absolutely. Because you have people that are, Ugh, I hate to even say the word out loud because there's there can be some really bad consultants that want to come into your business just because you have a college degree and no life experience to say, this is how you need to switch your company around. And they end up driving it right into the dirt because they haven't taken the time to come in and really listen to what's going on. They want to come in with their ideas and they're going to coach you right out of a business. Whoa. I've seen it happen then if you're going to talk about that, then you should also touch upon the leaders that drive their people and their businesses, whether it's mm -hmm. the leading staff or the owners, Well, owners, because they don't know how to get out correct. of their way. Yes. And they're not being, I mean, you might as well just yeah. throw them in that mix too, because well, it's professionals. Absolutely. It, professionals a lot. And okay. Entrepreneurs knock it off. You either are or you aren't. You're not a trying entrepreneur. You either are or you aren't. And a lot of it is learned. Oh, yeah. You don't just come into it willy-nilly and you put some shit together and you're good to go. Listen, no. if you are not crying, <laughs> if you are not bloodied. If you're not questioning every single thing you're doing. If you are not fearful. <laughs> yeah. If you are not wondering where the next bill is going to get paid if your bank account isn't at zero or negative you're not an entrepreneur man you are not hustling you are nope. not an entrepreneur nope. because 
<laughs> it's all of those. It's all of those things. And you got to be prepared. But I'll tell you what, the benefit is huge. But man, you got to, yeah. It is. And you got to make sure that, you know, if you're, if you're a boss out there and your staff is struggling and you just, you know, I'm going to, I'm just going to beat them. I'm going to beat them to death till I can get what I want out of them. And you're not willing to take the time to, to learn who they are, what their goals are, what their strengths are. Oh my God, you'd send your business into a whole nother level if you could understand what their strengths are. Oh not, my goodness. Stop asking people what their weaknesses are. Stop asking that on an interview. That's the stupidest damn question because you know what our brains do? It doesn't matter what they did that was great. All you're going to do is remember what they're not good at. And then you want to focus on let's make your weaknesses better. What are you even saying? That's not even a thing. We naturally are good at really at some things and really not good at some things. And we're supposed to be like that. Fritz is really good at certain things that I am not and vice versa. Mm -hmm. We're supposed to be that way because we all bring value to the table, all of us. And if you're not transparent and honest with yourself about where you fall short, you are fucking your business up, period. Nobody else is doing it but you, and you need to take ownership of that shit. That's just like, okay, so let's paint the visual of okay. what you just said. Yeah. Seeing how I coached football and played football, we're going to use football. Mm -hmm. So you got a team out there you got your players there's only one quarterback right yeah so you're going to tell me the other 10 on the field their weakness is quarterback so we're going to teach them how to become really good quarterbacks that's the fucking point <laughs> sorry that's a really great analogy <laughs> but really it's true what's yes. the fucking point yeah everybody has their talent yep you should as an owner or a leader you should be finding out what that talent is, enhancing that talent, Correct. growing that talent, watering that talent, yep. feeding that talent, mm -hmm. and then building a team of the talent that you want because everybody's going to have special talents. And when you get a team together, then you're winning the Super Bowls. But you're not going to do it trying to make everybody a fucking quarterback. Amen. That was so good. Let's just lament on that for a moment. <laughs> it's so good because we want to focus on the negatives. It's so much easier. It's, it's what we do naturally as human beings if you want to take the brain apart. It's just what we do to protect ourselves. But we rely on it way too much to make our day-to-day -day decisions. Oh, absolutely. Because we're doing it to protect right? And when you want to live bigger and you want to live more and you want and expect other things from other people that are bigger and you expect them to step into whatever you're doing, transparency is key. And you've got to let go of focusing on what they're not good at because that's good that they're not good at something because they're going to be amazing at something else. Absolutely. And, and true leaders and really good owners most of the time are leaders. If you can tap into that, you have an organization that will explode beyond your wildest dreams. Absolutely. And you will have people lined up. Finding good people will never be a problem because people will be lined up 
to work for your company because that's the reputation you create. You've created a safe place for them to be where they can spread their wings and do what they know that they're great at instead of forcing them into a box of things that they are not. Yeah. And I'm not talking to the business owners and leaders that say they're that and not. I'm talking to the ones that really are. Mm -hmm. So get over yourself if you're saying it to try and believe it or trying to make yourself believe it and just get out of your own damn way, learn how to do it. There's plenty of good coaches out there. So if you don't hire us, hire somebody. Yeah. Obviously we prefer if it's us. We prefer to. But um, (laughs) truly, it's all about humanity. It's all about good leadership. It's all about good businesses because that's what makes this world go round. And that's our mission is, is to enhance humanity. So in order to do that, well, guess what? That's going to be veterans. That's going to be athletes. And that's going to be professionals for us. So if we fall in those categories for you, reach out to us on your get a clarity session booked. Um, they fill up very fast. So if you're listening, there's a reason go on our website, get that booked and get a call started. And, um, we look forward to, to hashing some things out and getting you started on the, on the best life you can possibly have. Yeah. And if you disagreed with me today and you got angry with me, don't worry. I still love you. And, um, Maybe you needed to hear that. Yeah. Just saying. Much gratitude to you guys. Thank you so much. And we'll talk to you next time. Yep.